Dear Jesus, what is going on here? Men who don't eat pussy in this day and age are straight up sociopathic, okay? <laughs> Final cut. Bonjourno. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to the Final Cut Podcast. I am your co-host, Grubby. And I am your host, host, Stacy. Get ready for a great episode because we are going through the deep anal cavities of Butt Boy. Yes. Fully. We're going to spoil the movie because... Grubby's going to get spoiled! Yes, she gets to spoil the movie for once because she tries to spoil Which all other Which is interesting because I thought we would not spoil this. There's some very spoilerousness. I thought that we would not spoil. Well, do you want to or do you want to leave it up to the audience? How many no. people... No, 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 no. You already said I could spoil it. All right. Well, we had some other things for you this week, but we got our plans spoiled. We were going to cover some stuff from the Cleveland Film Fest. Oh, yes. And so what ended up happening was there was going to be some good movies. And I know you didn't want to know what movies they were going to be. Uh, but we could have seen The Antenna, Deerskin, pretty much all of like the, the After Hours programs. But they decided that only people from Ohio could access the fest, which is fucking garbage. Everybody from Ohio is garbage. So... They made it geo-restricted. So even if someone from Ohio was able to purchase it for us, we still couldn't stream it because it would ask for IP a look. address. Yeah, it would look for your... What was that? Was that your stomach? I thought it was, but it's not. <laughs> so then we were also going to... We were going to do something else. And, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't really remember, but the Cleveland Film Fest was like the biggest upsetting thing because we wanted to talk about some of those movies, and you figured that the Film Fest would have wanted all these people to see their movies and put it out there. Oh, I remember what we were going to say. Hmm. The Amazon South by Southwest, which is like a total bust now because nobody from South by Southwest that had their movie to that, that was supposed to be originally shown at the fest... They're not really up for the Amazon. Well, because they're making... Basically, they're making filmmakers pay for their slot. And then they're making, like, no money. Because it was just whoever could watch it. Whoever had Amazon Prime could just fucking watch it for free. Which makes no sense. I mean, they could have done, like... Because, you know, I was talking to you the, talking about this earlier to you for... Like, if you want to go to the South by Southwest... Unfortunately, you know, you had to you have to get a badge by September in order to... Um, your, your water's, like, making noise at us. <laughs> but, um... You had to get a badge, and you know the badge is like eight hundred bucks. But you're also thinking like South by Southwest is the second biggest film festival in the United States, next to Sundance, and then like it goes up a hundred bucks every time. I would have been perfectly fine if they would have said, you know, kind of have like a badge type system Online for deal. it. Yeah, I mean not like five hundred bucks. That would have been a little much. But if you want, no, wanted... but yeah, they should have charged for tickets, and then people would be paying to see it. That's, and then filmmakers would want their movies shown. Yeah, because what the Cleveland Film Fest was doing, like if anybody in Ohio listens to us, you should still take advantage of it for the next few days. Or I think it goes on until like next Friday or Saturday or something. But they were offering tickets of like $8. And I think if South by Southwest and Amazon, Amazon already rules the world, so why not just take more money from people? Makes no sense. Yeah, so you could charge like 10 bucks for a movie. Like nine ninety nine. 
you get to stream it for two, three days, done. But unfortunately, uh, no no filmmakers have been able to bite for the Amazon. Bite. So this week, other than Butt Boy, we're going to be covering the final two films. Uh, the Cursed films. Yeah, the final two cursed films of The Crow and Twilight Zone, the movie. And then we checked out some quibbies. Yes, we, we got to watch some of the 50 States of Fright because I, you know, they were offering a 90-day trial. So I figured, you know what, fuck it. What else do we got to do in this quarantine? So we watched, um, so kind of what they're doing for the 50 States of Fright is they're like short films. Like three episodes a piece, but, you know, they're all like under 30 minutes. And it's Okay, he's making it confusing. No, listen. How, how, how is that confusing? So each state is getting three episodes that are like five to ten minutes long. Okay. We watched six episodes. The first three were on Michigan, and the second three were on Kansas. No. That's Arkansas. Not how, no, that's not how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So we watched we watched The Golden Arm. That's Michigan. They three had episodes. Three parts. So that's one. Yes, the next three one was, episodes. Yeah, the next one was The Ball of Twine. Yes, another three, three episodes, episodes. But one state. That's what I fucking said. You made it sound very confusing. No, I did not. <laughs> I said we watched six episodes so far. The first three episodes were Michigan. Part okay. one, part two, part three of Michigan. Okay. And then the second one was Arkansas or Kansas? Kansas. Okay. The Ball of Twine. Yes. <laughs> and then that was pretty much it. We were going to talk about something. Yeah, we were going to talk about the Cleveland and anything South by Southwest. But unfortunately... Amazon wants to fuck everybody and not even give the filmmakers their credit. So, oh, pardon me. Do you want to start with the trailer? Oh, I forgot that we posted a trailer. <laughs> we posted one trailer this week. Okay. And it was the uh, Tribeca Film Fest. 12-hour uh, shift. Yes. I remember now. This, yes. So, um, this is a horror comedy and it follows a group of nurses who are stealing organs and selling them on the black market. And this is in Arkansas. This is in an Arkansas hospital. And, like, a kidney delivery goes wrong. And then, you know, they bring in David Arquette's character, who's, like, an injured convict. And just everything is crazy. So, that was set to be, you know, to have its world premiere at Tribeca. But it got canceled. But... Well, it got postponed so far. I thought it got canceled. No, it hasn't been fully canceled yet. I'm, canceled. I'm pretty sure it's going to be canceled, though. The article that I read said it was canceled. Like, officially, officially canceled? They use the word cancellation. Oh. Um, but it will be online, on the Tribeca Online Press Library, but that's only for critics, so. So. And that was. We should have signed up to be a critic, even though we weren't going. Right. I, fi I figured out that we could still sign up for, like, press, even if we don't go, and we'll still get, like, a movie or two. Right. Because there was another... There, there was, like, another podcast that I listened to, and they talked about Scare Me, because apparently they sent them, like, the screener for it. Well, so. right. We got the screener at, what, Chicago Film Fest? Yeah, but we were actually there. I know, but how do they know if we're going to be there or not? You get screeners. You get access to that. That's just part of being it. Well, we could have also gotten the screener for A Girl on the Third Floor, but we ended up being there. We had a cool contest for it, and CM Punk was there. And so was AJ Lee. That was the real bonus. That was the real bonus. Um, but yeah, that movie also stars Angela Bettis, and it also has McFoley in it. I didn't even see McFoley in the trailer. He is not in the trailer. I did not see him in the yeah. trailer. Uh, I look forward to this. This uh, uh, Brie Grant was in um, After Midnight. She played the the girlfriend, I believe. 
Uh, I don't know. And then she had some other film that she directed. I forget the name of it, Doe Offhand. Doe Offhand. Yes. Um, so San Diego Comic-Con is canceled. Now you know San Diego Comic-Con is like the biggest... Because they show a bunch of trailers for movies, even horror movies. So I would, I would assume that they would show like Halloween Kills and anything else that's like big they all you know this is the one that always shows like the new marvel movie trailers. halloween kills is supposed to come out soon yeah it's supposed to be in october mid-october and you know what they'll probably do is they'll probably um they'll have it at toronto like how they did the 2018 one we saw mm-hmm. so um as long as everybody stays home and stops protesting i would like to go to tiff and see halloween kills that'd yes. be sick and then Cannes film festival is postponed but They've already cut off certain sections from it. They've cut off the parallel sidebars of Director's Fortnite, which, you know, it featured great movies like The Lighthouse from last year, and Critics Week, which is like all the movies that have played like Sundance and... Wait, so they are postponing it, but they're also cutting all these things off of it, even though they're postponing it? Yeah. I I don't really understand why. Like, because they don't want to do digital at all. Because, you know, it's the most predominant film festival. But I've also read that, you know, they cut the acid um, section as well. The acid? Yeah. The which, fuck is Which that? is like new upcoming filmmakers. Oh, why is it called acid? Uh, it, it's abbreviated for something, but I don't remember. Oh, that um, makes sense. And then what they're trying to do is work with the Venice Film Festival now, which is the week before Toronto. So with all this all these things going on with movies being canceled and Cinemark might be opening by July 1st. Cinemark? Yeah. I thought you said AMC is the one that is dealing with the the um bankruptcy issue. But I thought they were still going to open in July. I thought for some reason you said Cinemark was opening soon or... Yeah, they were going to open July 1st. And then, who knows, we might get the 49er drive-in to open. Because apparently there's a theater, a drive-in theater down in Florida, in like Ocala or whatever. Um, And they were playing like Swallow and The Other Lamb, which is really weird. Because they were looking for new releases to put out. What did you just say? Ocala? Yeah. Is it Ocala? Ocala. Ocala. What? (laughs) That's how you say it. Okla, <laughs> Okla, Oka, L.A. I don't get it. It's probably something stupid. It's in a day to remember song. I get it that they're from there, but I don't ever remember hearing that. Them say that in the song? No. From Oka, L.A. I appreciate your judgment. Yeah. Whatever. They haven't put out a good record in ten years. <laughs> That's not true. You listened up that one to this so much. Common courtesy. It wasn't even good. It was alright. You liked it a lot. Fuck off. Please don't judge me. So we're going to go get into some of your favorite new releases that are still going to be out. Is Hulu's Into the Dark. No. Is celebrating Mother's Day. It's not good. <laughs> this will be out Friday, May 8th, 2020. It is directed by Emma Tammy, who did The Wind. That wasn't that good. <laughs> I was like, why are you just looking at me? That she had a miscarriage or something. In The Wind? Wasn't there a baby? Somebody had a baby. and like, I don't remember much of the way. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's titled Delivered, and this was also written by Dirk Blackman. 
Uh, but the story follows a pregnant woman whose life is upended when she realizes someone close to her has darker plans for her and her baby. Interesting. Yeah, there's not much news this week. It's been a slow news week. Brian Dennehy... You've been saying that every week. It's a slow news week. Brian Dennehy died. Who's that? He was in, he was in Rambo. I don't know names. <sighs> Rest in peace, Brian Dennehy. Um, Sabin Films has acquired South by Southwest serial killer thriller movie The Silencing. Uh, this was supposed to take place at the now canceled South by Southwest, and Amazon's being a piece of shit, so we don't know when we're ever going to see this movie. This is directed by Robin Prance. Prance. And it, it's, uh, oh god, I just X'd out of something I shouldn't have. Uh, but the plot is a reformed hunter who becomes involved in a deadly game of cat and mouse when he and the local sheriff set out to track a vicious killer who may have kidnapped his daughter years ago. Hmm. Did they put it up its butt? I don't know. <laughs> but Saban Films has put out movies like We Summon the Darkness, Guns Akimbo, I believe, was another one. I thought Satanic Panic. No, that was Fangoria and Shudder, I oh, believe. Yeah. And then pretty much I just have release dates for things. The Lodge is coming to Blu-ray May 5th, and same day it's going to be on Hulu. So lots of people will be watching it. So if you have nothing better to do on May 5th and you're still in quarantine, you can watch The Lodge. We've seen it. We saw it last year at Sundance. I revisited it back in February. We talked about it we when talked it came about out it in theaters. We talked about it in February. We wrote a review for it out of Sundance. It's a good movie. There's some people that hated it, but... Really? Yeah. Oh. Like, the audience score wasn't that good. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. It was like a 50. Oh. But the critics, it, I think it was certified fresh at like a 74 or something It's pretty like good. That. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Plus, it'll be on Hulu. And for anybody that actually collects Blu-rays, like myself, May 5th. <laughs> buy me the Blu-ray. Ha. Don't forget, Tigers Are Not Afraid Steelbook, May 5th. You didn't tell me that. I did. You said... You didn't tell me when it came out, though. You just scream you're very bad at communicating you know what do you mean i scream you said the lodge is out on blu-ray on may 5th and i said oh i can't get it for you for your birthday and then yeah you go tigers are not afraid i'm steelbook in all caps that's all you just you just said it like that and i said oh oh face and you had nothing else to say about it Uh, well maybe if you listen to me every once in a while i said it comes out i'm not buying both of those for you for your birthday what the fuck i bought you 140 dollars shoes already wow Hate you. I'll get Tigers Are Not Afraid on Blu-ray, but I mean in, on the Steelbook <laughs> for myself. Okay. Okay. Uh, we just covered this movie last week. We summoned the darkness. It's going to be available on Blu-ray, June 9th. Look for it at your local Walmart. I'm sure. That's usually that's where I found Come to Daddy, but you can't find. That's it. where you saw where you found Panic, Satanic Panic. Yeah, Panic, the censored version of Satanic Panic, and then. The Hunt will be out on Blu-ray the same day, June 9th, but it'll Betty. be but it'll be available on digital May 26th and not $20. Her and Rebecca Ferguson look way too much alike. <laughs> it bothers me. Um and then a few new quibbies that we'll be checking out this week from the 50 States of Fright. What states? Uh we will be getting Washington. Well, we will be getting Scared Stiff which is uh, a story based out of Oregon, and it has to deal with the taxidermy. We will get That's going to start April 20th, and there's two episodes. And we're Only gonna, two? Yeah. Hmm. And then we're going to get 
Gray Cloud Island starting April 22nd, and that's Minnesota. Three, oh. three parts. Um, that one stars uh, Aza Butterfield. And then, Butterfield? Who's that? Uh, I feel like we just saw him in a movie. Oh. I don't, I, I don't remember offhand. Um, and then we have starting... That, that's going to start... I said April 22nd. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I lost track real fast. And then April 27th, which will be the episode after that with The Wretched. Uh, that one's going to be Destino, which is Florida. Oh, interesting. Yes. And uh, I could already see uh, Miami police respond to an odd call about a stolen goat. <laughs> a goat? Yeah. And then uh, the Minnesota one is about four pledges that are ready to find out if they're Kappa material, and there's like a ritual. So I'm assuming it's very fratty. Fratty? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very culty? Yes. Um, We've seen lots of stuff with cults and fraternities lately. Yes. Uh, remember the Pledge movie? Yes. And that was okay. The New Black Christmas. Oh, God. And You liked that also. a lot for some reason. I did not. Uh, but Destino is directed by Alejandro Burgues, who we just saw something from him. I know, because I said, Ali Alejandro. What did, what did we just see? Was it... Um... Yeah, it was Puka Lives. That's right. I, I totally well, so forgot. so you saw that, not me. Well, you were sitting there playing Animal Crossing. No, I was cooking we... you guys breakfast. And then you were playing Animal Crossing. Whatevs. And then sometime, hopefully in May, uh, we're going to get the one that's directed by Issa Mazzi, who did Cam. And that one's Red Rum. So obviously, I think that's what, Colorado? I don't know. Okay. So that's all the upcoming quibbies. Um, Would you rather watch a quibby movie quote-unquote would you consider them tv well some of them are tv shows and they're sh- 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 they're sh- shows <laughs> are they tv shows they're or? short series but are they movies they're series because they're some like the survive one that we just watched that's that not was, a movie was, it was a show with episodes and they're extra short each time but it's the full length of a movie no it's a series it's a series, just like on Netflix, but their episodes are extremely short. But it's interesting because a lot of stuff happens in these episodes. Like, so much happens in such a short period of time, like, you wouldn't think that much would happen. But they're stretched out to, like, to you be a movie. You were asking me a question. Would I rather watch Quibi or what? Or we Saw in the Darkness? I'm sorry. Darkness? Who What's lose it called? Into the Dark series. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck that series. <laughs> the stuff we've watched on Quibi so far has been really good. Yes, we've watched... Uh, we just got done watching Survive, which was... Uh, Absolutely the... so sad. Don't watch it if you... <laughs> just don't watch Don't it. feel like dying. No. <laughs> it's really good, but it, wanted, it made me feel like I wanted to die. It was very sad. Huh. And quite triggering at the beginning for anybody that suffers with mental illness because this is the one that stars sophie turner who is queen of the north yeah and then we started she had to kill a wolf okay what the fuck but well we'll get into survives quibi here in just a second because we'll transition from the things that we've watched into the what we'll start with quibi so we were gonna we thought we could talk about the stranger this week which stars uh, Micah Monroe. We can talk about it. Uh, I'd rather just wait till we see it all. How many episodes did we watch? Uh, we watched seven, and there's probably going to be like twelve. So it, it ends on a cliffhanger, just like all series do. Yeah, except like at the end of each episode. Because every Quibi episode is ten minutes or less. 
And in a way, I do. I, I feel like they do like a good job. It's awesome. And but I'm just not a fan of like how short the episodes are. I, I would rather just watch a, a movie. <laughs> I enjoy it. But the one with uh, Mike Monroe is the stranger, and it's about a rideshare, and we'll get into that one next week. And that it's directed by Vina Sood, who, Vina Sood. who did the uh, this movie called The Lie, which was put out by Blumhouse, but still hasn't seen the light of day outside of Toronto Film Fest. You saw it? No. Oh. <laughs> but uh, do you want so, do you want to do the Fifty States of Fright first yes. or Survive? I thought we weren't talking about Survive because it's a drama. Uh, it has that Arctic feel to it, so we, we didn't can just, talk about Arctic. We didn't have a podcast then. Oh well, we wouldn't have talked about Arctic because it was a full-on survival drama. I mean, I would have talked about Arctic. Fine, we'll so, talk a small bit about it. it we'll, we'll, Great, we're gonna fully go into it. I can feel it in no, my bones. No, you're not allowed to go fully into it. <sighs> what do you mean? Because people can watch this and watch it in chunks. Okay, so this is really sad and it's really good, and you won't watch it in chunks because each episode is eight minutes long. You're gonna sit and binge it. I know it. <laughs> Sophie Turner is so beautiful. She has an American accent in it. It's funny, because you can hear her British accent coming through often. Don't you think? <laughs> I've never Maybe it's just because I was listening for it. So, she's in a home for people who have, like... Mental illness? Yeah. I mean, the they all... I mean, not just... There's people that have anorexia, bulimia, depression, bipolar, IED. borderline... So, she's there because, like, a year prior, she slit her wrists, and so, um, trigger warning. They say at, at the beginning of it, too, if every, you're Yeah, every like, single episode has, has, like, this warning. And, and, then after- su- and then every end has a suicide hotline. Yes. Because, Which yeah, is good. Right. I felt. So. <laughs> I felt. Yeah. So, she slit her wrists. She said it wasn't to kill herself. It was straight up for attention. She's in this home because her father... And his mother before her, they all committed suicide. They all killed themselves. We don't say committed suicide here because it's not a crime. We don't like when people treat suicide as a crime. It's right, not Grubby? A crime. Okay. So he killed himself. You can get into a whole debate about that, but Right. So it's basically not she she knows that she's going to kill herself. Like she has a plan to do it and she's gonna get on a, a flight home to see her mother for christmas and she she steals medication from the pharmacy because she's been there long enough to know the code right and the the girl that was staying in room with her they call each other their sisters like she knows she's up to something and doesn't want her to go how much are we not spoiling just go about halfway in so i can say this part Mm. yeah okay yeah because that's what survive is yeah, I think well, you would. No, it's well, not at all about that. Honestly, well, what we've never done was post a trailer for it. Actually, so I mean, you can go in to a little. Go, go like halfway. Okay, in. so she gets on the plane. She goes to the bathroom to take the medication. Um, but but prior to this, like in the airport, she meets this guy named Paul, and he ends up sitting right next to her, and they're getting along really well and stuff. Um, she goes to the bathroom, but before she does, she leaves him a note, and she's like, you know. I don't want you to think that this had anything to do with you. Like, this is something that I had planned. So she goes to the bathroom to start to take her medicine, and the plane starts wobbling. Like, there's lots of... What's that word? Turbulence? Yeah. And the (laughs) the flight attendant is like, 
you need to take your seat, ma'am, and the plane goes down, okay? The plane fucking crashes into a snowy mountain, and everybody fucking dies except her and Paul, of course, right? And so, basically, they have to survive. They have to find their way to somebody that can help, right? That's what the whole, all the episodes are about, but really what it's about well, yeah, because they crash in the middle of nowhere, but, I mean, not, this is not really a spoiler, but they crash in, like, the middle of Montana mountains. Yeah. Like, in the Rocky Mountains. And it's so sad, man. It's so sad. It's so sad. That's why I said, you know, when we were talking about earlier that it was kind of like Arctic because, you know, uh, Mads Millikson is stranded in the but middle. But he's all by himself. Yeah, they he's had by each himself. other. They needed each other to survive. And basically, you know, more so it's called survive because of her. And her issues mentally, really, it wasn't about just the wilderness, I mean. Like, this was more of a drama than a thriller, because there are some thriller aspects to it, like the plane crash, and then some other scene that happens towards the end to to survive. And then, like, you know, it has its, like, gripping moments as well while they're on the mountain trying to get There's to... There's many sad moments, okay. Yes. But, uh, obviously, you know, Quibi has... 90 day free trial and they've got some good stuff on they there. They have a from, lot of good stuff. They, they, I mean, we're, we're probably not ever going to watch like the they have, comedic like, stuff. Well, yeah, they have all kinds of stuff. They have news episodes. They Leather. have, yeah, it's crazy. So on to the 50 States of Fright. Well, this was directed by Mark Pellington, who's done a couple movies that I've seen. Uh, one was called Nostalgia and it was also written by Alex Ross Perry, who did the movie Her Smell. Oh. Your favorite. Gross. <laughs> And he's done, and uh, he's also done. I melt with you. I'll stop the world and melt with you. I feel you. like we've seen this movie on Netflix. I wait. Let me look at it. Show it to me. It's got. I think I've seen it. I have not fucking seen it. Yeah, we've seen it together. I think we've seen it together. It was on Netflix. I remember that for the longest okay. time. It sounds really familiar. But uh, hopefully, by next week's episode, we will be able to finish The Stranger, and we'll talk about that then. During the week, me, like, you have the password, so, you know, we could watch Most Dangerous Game with Liam Hemsworth, which is another one. Uh, there was one more on there that had Will Forte, but it's more of a comedic, quirky thing that they said that it was about. And there was one more movie, but uh, start talking about 50 States of Fright. And so, I'll the first three episodes it. are about Michigan. It's called The Golden Arm. And basically... What we know about this series is that it's going to be about the urban legends of each state, right? So these are like actual stories, real life stories, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, this one's based off like of a Mark Twain book, I believe. Well, that's not an urban legend if it's based off a Mark Twain book. I thought it was going to be that old story about the... Did you think it was going to be about urban legends back in 1998 or whatever? No. (laughs) First of all, I love that. Second of all... That movie is so bad, but it's It's great. It's funny. So... Anyway, he is a lumberjack, and he married the prettiest girl in town, and honestly, this bitch fucking sucks. She's so into vanity, and so into herself, and thinks that if she can't be the prettiest woman in the world, then she's nothing, she's good for nothing, right? Wasn't she annoying? She was. She fucking said, okay, so, so, she's always spending money they don't have, she really loves gold, and like, fancy shit. You don't know what that's from. No. Austin Powers. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> okay, so so he's a lumberjack, and they have a, like, fundraiser night where they're supposed to be fancy and go, and they are, like, the people that are... <laughs> they are the ones, like, hosting it. Yeah. 
and he's like i have to cut this tree down and like his partner was sick and he was like i really need your help so they go out she's supposed to be keeping the line tight but like a stick gets stuck in it and a tree the tree fucking falls on her ass yo like she doesn't get well, out of the way on her completely it just falls Listen, on her arm it falls and blood splatters okay and i was like holy shit because i didn't know what to expect I hadn't seen any quibbies yet right was this your first it was quibby? so exciting i was like holy shit okay so he goes up to her and her arm is under there. It's clearly smushed to smithereens. <laughs> he takes his axe and cuts it off so he can get her to help. Now so she, she hates her fucking self. She's looking at herself in the mirror with her fucking stub. And she's very upset. And she's like, she sees him one night like trying to, um, he's designing her an arm. Because she she saw the one that she, like the original one he got for her she was like this is ugly like i'm not wearing that she only wanted it made out of gold wait i was getting to that part oh god no he's designing this really beautiful one on the computer and she's like wow that's beautiful can you really make that and he's like yeah and she's like but can you make it in gold and he's like there's no way we can afford it and she fucking pulls the do you love me well if you do then you'll make it gold right so he fucking makes it gold you do this to me sometimes no i'm joking though (laughs) i'm joking and she's fucking serious so he makes her a fucking golden arm, right? And, you know, she goes to the flower shop and the little girl's like, are you a princess? Is that gold? And she's like, yeah, my prince made it for me. And I'm just like so disgusted. So she falls ill and she literally fucking falls ill because the gold arm is like being, the gold is like going into her skin and the doctor straight up says, I can't do anything for you unless you take it off, it's, right? Yeah. And her dumbass just fucking refuses to take it off. The husband isn't like, lady, you need to take it off. No, she dies with the fucking arm. But before she dies... She says, please promise me you'll bury me with my arm. Right? Am I spoiling this? No. So I should stop? Yeah. I feel like people should watch these because I find them, like, they're not the greatest quality. They're pretty good quality. But I've seen much worse. It was great. But, I mean, I think I would... And it was exciting. I I would almost want, like, a golden arm movie, in a way. Or maybe, like, a longer short. So, yes, the golden arm is a folklore tale told famously told by mark twain so folklore that's what everything is okay so the next three episodes episodes four four, five five, and six six, parts one two and three of the kansas what's it called twine the ball the twine the ball of twine so there's really the famous ball of twine right in kansas which i was thinking the whole time i'm surprised nobody just has built a fucking bigger one by now just because, just to beat the record. Didn't just Sonic to the be Hedgehog go see it? Or was that the biggest rubber band ball? Oh, yeah, that was the biggest rubber band ball. I was thinking the whole time it was the one that Sonic went <laughs> saw. So, this one. Oh, for the record, the 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 um, the Golden Arm stars Rachel Bershanahan, who's like a pretty famous person. The for... man is a pretty famous person. I don't remember he's what he's in. He's in tons home. of movies. But she was in, she's most known for being in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But. Oh. Well, the guy is also in tons of movies. Go on. And his also, I need to re- rewind. His partner, the, his like in, the guy that works with him on trees, he's sort of being like interviewed also in parts of the movie, right? He's like talking about it after it, like the incident. He's yeah, the one that's like ta- telling the tale. Yeah, that's John Marshall Jones. So in this one, the cop of the town is telling the tale. This lady cop, we don't fucking like her. She's fucking racist. Okay, so this mom and daughter are driving and they're like the daughter's very upset because they're moving because the dad has died and she's like i don't understand why i have to move just because dad died and the mom is like it's complicated so she sees the sign for the biggest ball of twine and she pulls off to this little fucking town so that they can go see the twine and 
when they do, like, the girl goes off on her own to check out the twine because, like, the people of the town are, like, they're, like, hey, like, who are you? Like, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And the cop is, like, here, let me talk to her. Like, and the lady is just talking to her and she's, like, where are you from? And she's, like, New Jersey. And she's, like, no, where were you from before that? You speak really good English because they're Asian. And I was, like, oh, hell no. Like, this bitch. So, while she's distracting the mother, the daughter is looking at the ball of twine and she reads the story about the guy who made it and I think it was his grandchildren it was either his children or his grandchildren he made the ball of twine for them and she's reading about it and she gets like pulled into the ball by hands right little hands how far should I go into this one you really don't need to go that much into it because I shouldn't spoil about the people of the town right yeah so but like the ball of twine is like something that's real everything else built around it is just like a horror story right well the thing is they're talking about well how come so many children the, at the end the cop is talking right telling the story and they're like well so you never saw them like you don't know what happened to her the little girl and she's like no like uh they just drove away and it was all fine and she and and they were like well how do you account for all the missing children in this town so in real life there was this huge story because like 70 foster kids went missing in kansas well they didn't go missing but they were weren't accounted for right and supposedly then this huge story went went about how there's like a child abduction epidemic in Kansas but really it was just these kids that possibly could have ran away from foster care yada yada but anyway so i shouldn't spoil any more about that twine one no i mean it's it's what like a quick 20 minutes right they freak out and they look they're trying to look for the girl the mom is like i need to find my daughter yeah but like i think some of these urban legends are going to be like things that are because i there's like a ball of twine in minnesota too that they were explaining uh just in like uh reviewing it but this is one this is the one that's based in kansas and then but i thought it was the biggest ball of twine in the world it is the biggest ball of oh. twine in the world. it's almost like twenty thousand well, pounds about the minnesota one so what's next are we doing curse cursed so films? we need to talk about cursed films cursed films yes cursed so I remember saying that these were the two episodes that I was um, least excited about, but they ended up being the best episodes. They definitely saved the best for laughs, and they were both fucking heartbreaking, okay? Stacy's never seen The Crow. I hardcore cried, because I'm... Yes, I have. You said you haven't. No. Yeah, I can go back to last week's episode and find that sound clip. Okay, well, just listen. Listen. <laughs> so, we I accidentally watched them backwards, and I watched... That's fine. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, they're both really sad I cried. It's fucked up. Um, but on these two episodes, they focused more on interviewing the people that were, like, the crew or the people that worked with the people involved instead of, like, other stuff, you know? They had, like, the weird fucking exorcist guy in the exorcist one and the weird witch guys in the omen one. Those people were fucking stupid, right? Yeah, they had, like, none of that in the, the yeah, last Yeah, the only two. thing they had was, like, for the Twilight Zone one, they had Kane Hodder talk about stunt stuff, but it was, like, really interesting and obviously Kane Hodder's Yeah, because they talked cool. about, like, some of the stunts he's done how he's been injured. Right. So, The Crow first or Twilight Zone? Uh, do The Crow. Do the opposite of what you watched it in. Okay. So, <laughs> at the beginning of this episode, you know, they talk about the comic and how, you know, it's a guy who's killed too soon and he, like, comes back because his lover gets killed. Like, he comes back for revenge, whatnot. Then they show, like, some of the comic books. This was in the 90s. This is, like, the newerest film on the Cursed Films. Newerest? <laughs> yeah. This is... Because <laughs> The Crow one. came out in 1994. Well, all the and other everything ones else were, was like, in classics. the 80s yeah. and 70s. So, they wanted to make a huge, awesome Hollywood action film with a fraction of the budget. And they were. They did. Somebody sent them a message that was like, don't make this movie. Like, bad things will happen and whatnot. Um, And 
the electrician, one of the things that happened, like, prior to, like, the terrible occurrence, the electrician, like, the truck backed into, like, wire, a live wire, and it caught on fire. He didn't die, but he lost his ears. Like, he was very badly injured. And then there was a hurricane also that destroyed some of the set and whatnot, so then they were calling it the Curse of the Crow, like, before the movie came out. And, um, but, like, it wasn't like anybody had died yet, so, yeah. Um, For the record, the budget was $23 million, but it only made $50 million in the box office, and it came out May 13th, 1994. <laughs> okay. Anyway. May 13th is my birthday. No, is I it... thought it came out in 93. 94. It said 93. 94. They were filming in 93. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were filming in 93. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Okay, so they were obviously sold on Brandon Lee as soon as they saw him in Rapid Fire. They wanted him to do the film and you know he was just coming out of his dad's shadow and really becoming like a breakout star he was a rising star and you know he gets robbed just like his father so like they had uh michael berryman talking this how they made that really cool suit for him to be like the what's his the cowboy guy you saw the movie what's his name (laughs) yeah exactly bitch (laughs) so i'm sorry but i'm drawing a blank Okay, before before they talk about the death of Brandon Lee, they talk about his father and they talk about how like was a, a continuation of the curse of Bruce of Bruce Lee because he had a mysterious death too. Like cuz he got hit with one of those death blows, they say, you know, that he didn't die like that take effect like can take effect like weeks or months later. But, you know, there was that rumor or a theory that it was a hit from the Chinese mafia and all that and that or that like just the whole entire Lee family they had a curse against like the men cuz they they lost their first son and whatnot. So, they would literally, like, dress Brandon up as a girl to try to, like, deflect this supposed, like, curse on the Lee family. And he was found dead then later in an apartment with, like, a woman because he'd, like, taken painkillers and went to bed and never woke up. But the theory was that also that maybe, like, it was a heat stroke because he had all his sweat glands removed so that he could, like, look better on film. And he had had seizures and strokes prior to that um, and didn't finish his last film. But then his son basically, like, dies the same way, like... Um, they were building a harness, a knife harness, because in that one scene they were supposed to throw a knife at him. And then they decided to change it to a gunshot. And that's when they talked to um, one of the pr- producers about this situation. And then they went to a uh, like a prop specialist for it. Well, so the guy that was supposed to do all the gun stuff, they had a gun guy and they decided to just to do local like I, because it was probably cheaper. And, you know, they wanted to move. They wanted to get a better angle for the shot. And then they shoot him and they wait for him to get up and he doesn't. And the one guy, I don't know if it was the, I think it was uh, an effects guy or the director. I don't know. He was like, they asked him, you know, like about going to the hospital. Like They never asked the director anything because they couldn't get a hold of him, I thought. That was in the other movie. Oh, that was Twilight Zone. So... He, but anyway, the guy that they're talking to at this time was like, I don't want to talk about going to the hospital because he was like too emotional. He couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. They couldn't get, no, they couldn't get the director either for this one. Okay. Um, but then uh, they were talking um, about how it was so fucking sad for Michael Matthew because he was the one who pulled the trigger, right? And he's obviously like so broken because like he basically killed this guy. And he also dies then at like 63, which they're saying is like part of the curse curse of the crow but anyway then you know people are saying oh the chinese mafia killed bruce lee and his son but so what happened is we do we do get a specialist in this one too we get a gun specialist and he's talking about how he's a prop gun specialist right so well he is a gun specialist though too but he he was showing basically how for the props where 
No, he was showing what ha- went wrong with an actual gun. What happens is no, it was you put gun. a dun- dummy bullet in and like it had lodged like the lead round into the gun and they forgot to take it because they forgot to take it off. So when they put the next dummy bullet in and it goes off, it actually shoots out that lead like an it, actual bullet. It jams bullet. it in and then once he puts that other bullet in, yeah, he That's shoots it. And then- yeah, so they legit shot him. And, you know, it's a lethal round. Like, he shows an example of the, exactly what happened to Brandon Lee. He shoots it into wood, and it goes all the way through. So, you know, they they thought that they couldn't film it without him. They couldn't finish it without him. But his fiance and his mother said that Brandon was, like, incredibly proud of the work he did on this film. And um, so they, they said that he would, that they and that he would want them to finish it. So they do. And they pretty much had to change the whole ending. They wanted they made a ma- they wanted to make a mask of Brandon's face to use like on the stunt double, and it was really tough, I guess, and it freaked everyone out, like because he was like wearing his face, which is kind of like what they did with that poltergeist guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they said that it was like a super morbid feeling, like finishing it, and um, like Michael Berryman talks a lot in this, and he's like very sincere like he made me sad he was like the crow wasn't like cursed and it was created only out of love and loss and like he died you know because the studio cut corners he felt and um to just appreciate every breath of life that he said he was like every breath of life is precious um but yeah the crow 1994 82 the rest of them he says he terrible he also (laughs) said looking for conspiracies just takes away from what he did and then like um at the end of the episode it says it talks about how like the crow set the stage for other comic movies and stuff after that and it shows like the dark knight and all that stuff sin city yeah and they're like you know you just can't be prepared for these kinds of moments but you can carry on in honor of those people that have left us very sad very sad episode the twilight zone episode really fucked me up okay the twilight zone episode was probably the most devastating it was so sad dude dude okay so, That's the only movie that I haven't seen out of all of these. Really? Yeah. I feel like you have seen it and you just I've don't never, remember. Probably not. So To recollection of memory, I've never seen the Twilight Zone movie, but maybe I've seen snippets of it. As a kid, I think you probably have. So the Blumhouse guy is talking at the beginning of this one about how like studios take so many precautions and... like. Back then, when they were doing the Twilight Zone, studios, like, let directors basically do whatever they want. And John Landis, as a director, was, like, kind of immature and irresponsible, they say. And, um, like, he would want to use real bullets in his movies and all that kind of stuff. So, they have Richard Sawyer talk a lot in this one, and he is like the guy who was like the designer and he would design the sets and stuff and you know he was like all these top people in Hollywood were hugging me and telling him that he was remarkable and like he made it to the big this guy in this whole episode is like trying really hard not to cry every single fucking time he talks right so the casting director said it was too dangerous for like kids to be to be around this set and to um out and stuff but the director said he'd wanted to get them off the street themselves like they would get them off the streets themselves if it was too dangerous yeah because they had child labor laws right so they were (laughs) hired illegally basically they didn't have permits and they were up filming at 2 a.m so there's a scene in the movie basically where the main actor is supposed to be saving these children yeah because it's what like uh not cambodia but it's it's, vietnamese yeah Vietnamese. and so so they're gonna have all these explosions and whatnot and um the helicopter's shaking, like, when they're practicing and stuff, and he's like, oh, if you think that was big, you haven't seen nothing yet. And then we have Kane Hodder, 
who is talking about how sometimes things just happen on set that you don't expect and he talks about how he was like a he did like he wanted to do a fire stunt live for a reporter and he ended up like bursting into way more flames than he expected to and he got 45 percent of his body was covered in third degree burns and, and then, then he, was, ta- was, like, he was talking about doing car stunts too how he was supposed yeah. to just do like uh, a one flip and he on, rolled on almost onto the camera yeah <laughs> But so he said, you know, that burn, though, that was like a huge thing that he had to recover from, like pain and psychologically. And then he became like pretty famous for doing that. That fire he, ended, he ended up doing it again. Though, he does it later in on. tons of movies yeah. and stuff. So anyway, he says you can avoid and anything you can think of that could possibly go wrong. But there's no way of knowing. Like, there's no guarantee, basically. Um, then it has the guy from Troma who did like the Toxic Avengers and all that. And, you know, he was saying like knowing like instead of taking a huge job in LA he he did he went he stayed I think in New York and and stayed with trauma and like basically like knowing that something like this could ruin your whole entire career like he has three rules on his set and it's like all humans need to be safe keep property safe and then make a good movie but make a good movie he said is small because it's not as important as the other two things but so anyway, so Richard is like really worried about the explosions and stuff and wanted them to move further away from the village that he built. And he finds a bomb under one of the huts that he didn't know was there and he gets so fucking pissed, right? And he's like, why didn't I know about this? And if there's anything on this set, then you need to fucking tell me right now. And so it's the final scene with the children when he rescues the children and he starts to fucking cry when he's talking about it. Like he can't even fucking talk, okay? So the parents are on set watching this, right? And he's and they're like, you know, is this gonna be dangerous? And the pr- producer that hired them is like, no, it's just like a Disney ride, whatever. And Vic, like the main actor, he he felt uncomfortable doing this, right? But he didn't want to go against like a powerful director, so he went against his better judgment and does it anyway. And Richard says he saw like the explosions start to get too close to the helicopter. And he turns and he just tells everybody to run, okay? And the helicopter comes down basically on Vic and the children and they get cut in half, all three of them, on set while everybody's watching, while their parents are fucking watching. It's so fucking sad. And there was like a $62,000 lawsuit against them basically. And Which doesn't seem like a whole lot for back in 1982 no, for when they started filming no. this. Like, dude. Plus, so, plus they had like... You know, it was, they had a lot of civil and criminal actions against them. So, uh, uh, Paul Stewart. Well, they was, did. Pl- they paid the fines for the child's working without permits, but they did not. They were found not guilty. For yeah, that. because they had the uh, like Landis, and then the production manager, and then the pilot, and the explosive specialists were all tried and acquitted of manslaughter. Yeah. For. But Landis went to all three funerals, like Vic's and both children, and yeah. then you know it, it shows him talking at the at the one guy's funeral, you know, saying like Vic is immortal, he lives forever in this film, like, and whatnot. And then it says that they're found not guilty. But like for Richard Sawyer, like his career was basically over in a blink of an eye, even though he had just been being congratulated for like making it big. And um, the, so the second assistant director, uh, Andy House, had his name removed and replaced with like a fake name, just so that way so he awful. wouldn't. So he wouldn't uh, be known for it, basically. And so the maker of Cursed Films reached out to John Landis, the director, and he didn't even reply. So he is not in this episode, like, talking. Um, I feel then, like no directors were in Cursed Films at all. Yeah, they were. Which yeah, one? Yeah, they were in, oh, I thought, all of the other ones. The guy who did The Poltergeist was in it. He said he wished he never did it. Oh, yeah, he was in it. Um, Exorcist, there was William, William Friedkin wasn't in it. Uh, what was it? The Omen? I think The Omen and The... Poltergeist were the only two that had their directors. 
Hmm. Oh, well, there was somebody else. No, in- no, no. Omen didn't. Poltergeist was the only one. I'm sure. Because the Omen was Gregory The Peck. Crow guy was in it. No, he wasn't. Okay. I don't well, remember seeing him. Well, this was the only episode that they said at the end that they reached out for comment from Jan Landis and he didn't reply even. You would think that they would reach out for comments from everybody, but you figured they weren't going to reply. <laughs> and then in the, at the end of the Twilight Zone one, they also talked a little bit about how they think like the Age of Curses has ended because like everything is recorded and... I don't really understand what they were trying to say, but... I mean, I'm sure there's still some cursed films out there where, like, accidents happened on set. Um, I, I believe one of the films that I, I looked up that had, like, anything behind it was um, 2005's, uh, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Um, what one with Ryan Reynolds? God, I can't think of the name right now. What's it about? It's the one where he goes crazy. Voices? No. The one where he goes crazy about what? Yeah. Oh, Amityville Horror, the remake. Oh, That's right. I didn't even see the remake. Ryan Reynolds is in that? Yeah. He's the main guy. Yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I remember seeing that in theaters. I also remember seeing the Omen remake in theaters. Ryan Reynolds, the one that's married to Blake Lively? Uh, the only one. That's who's married to Blake Lively, right? Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure, because <laughs> you know I get names wrong. Deadpool. You've only seen one Deadpool. The second one wasn't that good. I wouldn't know because you went and saw it without me. Ryan Reynolds, Amy Horror, two thousand five. I didn't watch that movie. Okay, so it was not good at all. I don't watch bad movies. Okay, <laughs> that is bullshit. You watch so, The Greatest Showman. How dare you? <laughs> you are the worst. So on to the main featured presentation. Listen, I felt some camaraderie with this guy. Oh really? Yes. So, Butt Boy. Butt Boy. We have, well, do you want to tell us the director and names? You know, I'm not the name guy. So I saw Butt Boy at Fantastic Fest. And let me tell you. He had a boner. It's a five-star movie that I ended up giving a three. That makes no sense. Because I wanted it to be funnier, though. No, I liked that it was a stupid idea done. A stupid idea? This is one of those things that is a stupid idea that is smartly done and i'm glad that it wasn't so kind of like i would put this in the vein of like a greasy strangler something that is no so, that was funny so, that was supposed to be funny well, too. something that is like really absurd and it's either like done really well or you know some terrible movie some that terrible get, movie that it's like cult classic uh claim to fame like tomatoes room tomatoes uh, room no 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 that's just so bad the room so so this is directed by Tyler Kornick, and it also stars Tyler Kornick as Chip, hmm. the main guy. So he wrote and directed it. And acted. Main and actor. acted. And then Ryan Koch was another writer involved. So Chip is the main guy. He basically has like a miserable, boring work life. He's waiting like to clock out. He has a new baby, sort of, and... Sort of. His, well, it's not, like, brand new, but it's a baby still. It doesn't walk or He's anything. He's a little baby. He has a wife, and they have a bad sex life. Like, they have sex with their clothes on, and she's like, okay, I'm done. Well, this, is this... Pri- no, this was before. So he goes and gets a prostate exam, and then him and his wife are having sex... No, this is the second time they have sex. No. Anyway. No, 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 no. All right, He fine. has the prostate exam. Then him and his wife are having sex, yes. and he really wants her to stick her fingers in his butt and he and she won't and then he tries to get her good and she's like okay i'm done just get off me <laughs> and i was like wow i would have shoved so many fingers up there like grubby let me shove something up your butt it's only fair 
So, after that, he becomes addicted to shoving, to shoving shit in his butt. His like, butt. it starts out with small things and the, TV. I don't the even, fucking remote. I don't even know if it starts out with small things, honestly. He's, okay, the first thing he shoves in his ass is the bar soap, which would absolutely burn, okay? And what what we see is he's not just shoving them up. Like, they go up and then they stay up. Like, they disappear. We don't know what happens to them. Uh, he, he looks at the remote and, he, and the remote is gone. Like... That's where I felt. What, what was really listen. weird is like you'll see later on in the movie how there's like the little like I think they're playing like sorry and he like loses the little later toy. On. Yeah. Well, I cause listen. What, no, well, don't no, talk no, about well, that. No, yet. no, 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 no. I'm not really. But what, 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 what's really weird about it is like why would you start out with like the soap and the remote and like? Well, he had a, his fingers up there. Well, yeah. And then soap's not very big. Okay, but why the sorry piece like later on? Because I'll tell you why when we get there. <sighs> You're ruining it. Okay, so so then they have a little... This is like the opposite of swallow. They have a little foo-foo dog, and that thing goes missing, right? And so we're obviously assuming he shoved it up his butt. So him and his, his wife are going to the park, put, putting up posters, Looking like missing, missing dog. dog. And he's like staring at this lady and his baby. And, and he tells his wife, just take our baby home. His name's Marty or something. Go take him down for a nap. And I'll, so I'll then, meet you at home. Yeah. So this lady's baby goes missing, and we're like, what the fuck? So then the whole town is searching for the baby. He goes home and is crying, okay? He's upset, you know? He feels guilty. So he tries to hang himself. And then then we finally get the title screen, butt boy. He tries to hang himself with a garden hose. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Then it says nine years later, right? And so we find out he didn't die because we we go to this character, Russell. What if butt boy was a superhero? He is. No, but a a villain. (laughs) But he's a villain. Okay, so... But what if he was a superhero where... You know, he could have defeated Thanos by going up his butt and then enlarging himself. No. Okay. So, <laughs> nine years later, right, we get to this character, Russell. He's a detective, and he goes to an AA meeting, and there's Chip. So, Chip didn't hang himself. Well, he did, but he failed. Um, and we find out that Chip's been going to this addiction group for four to five years, and he's going to be Russell's sponsor. This is where the game piece comes in, right? He's been going to AA, so he has not been shoving shit up his ass for four to five years, okay? And now... He's stressed, and he's he's feeling the urge to shove shit up his butt, so he does. It starts out small with the game piece. Him and his family are playing. Well, I mean, he meets up with Russell at the at the restaurant. You know, he's supposed to be a sponsor. But yeah, anyway. They have, like, awkward conversation. Yeah, it's really weird. Their relationship is very strange. But, so, he does the game piece. Then he's at work, and their special plaque goes missing, and everybody's freaking out. So, we're like, okay, Chip's fucking shoving shit up his ass again. <laughs> And he stop. He doesn't go to AA that week either. And Russell calls him like eight hundred times and he doesn't answer. So now it's bring your kid to work day, right? So Chip has his kid there and everybody else has his kid there, and they, they play hide and seek. And one of the kids goes missing, and we're like, holy shit! He shoved a whole ass child up his asshole. Russell is. We're not talking t- like a baby either. We're talking like ten years old. Yes, and 10 so year olds? Yeah. so we never see this stuff happen. No, we not, see not him. Yet. We not see yet. one thing hang out of his butt, like a, a weight or something. Yeah, I, I couldn't really tell what it was, but it, it would just show him, like, in the process of shoving yeah. it up his butt. And so, then his facial reactions yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, he's moaning. He, like, gets off to it. I like uh, how we had the subtitles on I don't on even actually moaning. know if he gets off to it, like, with his dick. Like, he just has to shove things up his asshole. Okay, so Russell <laughs> is the detective who gets put on this case, right? So he comes in and wants to talk to all the employees. He gets to Chip. You know, he's like, oh, well, now I know where to get a hold of you. Like, you haven't been answering my calls. You're a piece of shit. So he's in their office after everybody has left, and he finds this, like, weird thread, which I seriously think has shit on it. A poop, piece of poop with thread? Yeah. And then, so he follows Chip, and he finds another little thread, 
And he tells his boss this theory, right? The chief. And his boss is like, get the fuck out of my precinct. You're fired. You're fucking fired. (laughs) Like, you're fucking insane. Because he straight up says, I think this man is shoving shit up his ass. Which, I don't understand how he came to that conclusion. The actual shoving shit up his ass. Why does he think that? How would he ever ever even think that was it? That was my only thing with this movie. But, okay, so. because he was finding the shit? I, 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 I honestly don't know. This was a real butt neo-noir here. Right. Well, so he also says, he thinks, you know, I don't know about that digestion thing or not. So then Chip's wife wants to have him over for dinner. And he goes to... Cause, well, because he was just basically stalking him outside of his house, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, my wife... Went, well, then he goes back to AA and he's like, my wife wants you to come to dinner. Yeah. Because his wife, Chip's wife, didn't know that he was going to AA this whole time. So now she finds out and thinks that he was an alcoholic, right? And she invites Russell over, and he is about to leave. But then he's like, hey, can I use your bathroom? Because he, like, wants to snoop, right? So he finds the disc. Well, I think, yeah, because I think the one part that we missed was when they were playing hide-and-seek with the kids in the office building. Chip deletes the cameras. Yeah, Chip took the disc. Yeah. So Russell finds the disc in his bathroom, and, like, Chip's follows... I, you said we were uh, spoiling this. Right? Okay, this is spoiler territory for Butt Boy. If you want to watch this and not be spoiled, because it's it gets much weirder somehow. Oh, it gets, really it gets weird. crazier. So if you don't want it to be spoiled, don't listen any further. Um. So anyway, Chip goes after him, and they're fighting like next to a train yard, something. Anyway, he gets Russell gets the disc, gets in his car, and suddenly like. His big, car is shaking and like, like there's a, big a gust, gust of, of wind, wind and his fucking window breaks out and you see Russell, no not Russell, Chip bent over with his asshole spread and like is it's sucking like a, in air it's strong. Like a, it's like a big vacuum. Yeah, suddenly he has superhero <laughs> powers and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. This would be a great like Marvel movie. Yeah, I was like, whoa, like I didn't see that coming. Like I just thought he was showing I just remember being at the festival when that was happening. We were all laughing so hard. Yes, so that part was funny, right? Um, And then Russell, who I think starts drinking again, he breaks into... Yeah, because he also got... He gets fired. Yeah, so so. he breaks into the police station and goes down to look at, like, the old files because he has this realization. And we realize, and he realizes, that the missing baby from the park at the beginning that he sucked up chip's butt was his son because this whole time he's like oh i'm not married i don't have a kid and he's like you know fucked up about it well he gets because he wakes up drunk at the well he gets divorced yeah like in the whole like because it fast forwards nine years so he gets divorced because of probably the child missing right his new his uh his ex-wife is married and having a baby yeah (laughs) so he realizes that so now he's a mess fucking suck no now he's like oh fuck that i'm going after this guy so he goes after him at the laser tag where they were having the birthday party for their son. Yes, because his wife invited him to yeah. uh, the at birthday the party. <laughs> so Russell shoots him in the leg and then he Chip sucked sucks him. him into his fucking butt. <laughs> so now Russell is inside of his asshole and we're seeing like, you know, the glow. It's like from a the red inside. cave. Yeah. And he gets in there and he finds the little kid that went missing at the work at the bring your kid to work day. He, his name's something Lee. He's Asian. And they find him, and he's like, I'm going to get you out of here. And then they find another kid, and he and it's his son, and he's like, do you know who I am? And he can't talk, you know, because he never he, fucking yeah, learned he how to talk. He's been a fucking anything. asshole his whole life. <laughs> and then, like, there's, like, an eruption, and they're like, it's a fart! Run! And so they run, and then they find that, like, Chip's dog is also still in there, and all that stuff. Well, then, after the fart happens, they just... Pan. It starts showing all the stuff he shoved up his ass. Well, they yeah. just well they pan to Chip being in the the hospital from getting shot in the leg, and, and it's, it's just one a, month later. It's then, just too. a fart that goes. 
<laughs> Even though it was like an explosion for them, because they like shrink. They're like shrunken. Yeah. They're little. I don't get that part. So, so then. That's the weird powers of being yeah. butt boy. So one month later, Chip's at the doctor for pain and whatnot. He's like, you know, do you have pain? And she, he's getting his prostate checked. And from inside the butthole, Russell and the little kids can like hear distorted voices from inside, and they actually see the doctor's fingers. And the doctor goes, "Hmm, you're pretty loose back here." <laughs> I was like, "What?" But remember when they were also in the the anal cavity? And they were eating. Were they eating poop? I don't know what they were eating. Because what the fuck? I guess so. Well, he eats and then it's technically food digestion. Yeah, so. but I'm wondering how far into the digestive system. I don't system know. The little they... Asian boy would pray like, thank you for this food. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like, well, it, I mean, I, I'm sure it was supposed to look like poop, but it, it looked like brownies. Right. <laughs> so then he comes back to his AA meeting, Chip, and he's talking about how he has no desire to drink again and they're all clapping for him and he's being praised at work and he gets a promotion but then he has to run to the bathroom because he shits out the fucking soap and remote because the guys from within are putting him out well the one thing is is when you learn from the first encounter between chip and detective is the detective really likes hot sauce well no you're, you're jumping the gun here it, it kind of has to it's kind of leading up into that's it. fine but listen so he's like oh shit like the stuff that i shoved up there are coming back out because the soap and the remote come out then the dog fucking he shits out the dog at home and he's like fuck he's like fucking dog so he has to shower it off exit the back of the house come to the front of the house and drop it off and ring the doorbell and run away right yeah. and goes back inside and <laughs> it goes back wa- inside like, look who and the wife is like off. oh my god and it's been like years right yeah it's been 10 years it's almost. been fucking years and the dog is back she's like oh my god it's really our dog like he the dog never stuff. aged yeah it's crazy no they i think it aged probably but but you like when uh he shit it out like it just looks like spaghetti on it right so now he's freaking out he's like oh my god so he's gonna take this stomach elixir that like kills bacteria and everything inside and the little Asian boy, he gets burned from it, like acid, basically. And as, like, right as they're trying to escape, like, because saying, it, it, it graphically in the anal cavity, like, it's all red and dark. And then and you then see the elixir coming in. It's, it's like, like blue, this bright blue. Glowing blue, yeah. So, unfortunately, the Asian boy gets killed from this, apparently. And yeah, they don't really, they don't really explain. Like, they just show his face and, like, all the burns. Well, and then he tells his son, don't touch it, don't touch it. Yeah. So then Chip is with the mayor because he's getting honored and he's getting a fucking award that they normally only give to fucking cops right and russell finds the hot sauce in his pocket which is what grubby was talking about he like has a crazy addiction to hot sauce so he starts shaking it everywhere around the butthole cavity and then he lights his fucking lighter and chip explodes he fucking spontaneously combusts and everybody is crying and puking but then russell and his son it is so gory com- like stand and bloody up. and poopy yeah. and everybody's just like in shock right so he stands up russell and he hands the chief who's there for the award ceremony the disc and says case closed like fuck you basically thanks and, for firing me yeah asshole. and so then he's at the hospital with his son and it's like all serious and sad and the mom comes in who's pregnant out with their new house her husband yeah, and it's like their son, and he's really cute. And Russell nods at the wife. You didn't even see what he looks like cleaned up. You just see him all shitty. Name. He's cute though. But anyway, yeah. So this was, you know, sounds like a crazy, stupid idea, but then it's smartly done, and it was. I gave it a three and a half. I mean, it's a sixty-nine. Fittingly, it's a sixty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How is that fitting? It's butt sex. You get to and... eat. I get to eat. <laughs> My lesbian coworker told me that. And then. Um, the audience score, I think, is like a 78%. So on Letterboxd, it's like a 2.8. But go by what we say. Because Butt Boy was fun. 
It's weird. It's unique. It looks good. It's a butt noir film, <laughs> as my letterbox review is. I mean, it's not something you, you should like really need to take seriously, but it also takes itself very seriously. Yes. But boy, it's available on VOD for like four ninety nine on Amazon. Go out there and support the indie films while you can. I mean, how many times in your lifetime are you going to see a movie like Butt Boy? Never. I mean, when people would ask me about what what's this Butt Boy movie like, and I just say, um, <laughs> have you ever seen anything like The Greasy Strangler, but more serious? No, basically, it's a dude shoving shit up his ass. Addicted to yeah, shoving shit up his ass. Like, this would be something that you would see on, like, Adult Swim at, like, midnight. I don't agree because I feel like stuff on Adult Swim is made to be funny and I don't really think this was trying to be that funny. Like I purposely think they were being serious. I wish I was there for the Q&A because it was like one of the the last days that I saw this film. Yeah. Well, that's some of the critics, like some of the critics that aren't liking it are like, it was taking itself like seriously and I don't think it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be a joke, but. It is a joke, but it's supposed to be like taking itself seriously at the same time. Like they just wanted to play. I thought it was serious. Like it was serious. And when walking into this, I'm like, this has to be some sort of comedy. And like, the more and more it went on, the well, more Well, when and more you serious. told me about it, I thought it was a comedy. And then you showed me the trailer, and I was like, hold up, this is like a horror movie. The trailer made it seem scary. Like, he's a serial killer. Because, I mean, up until that point, we kind of thought he was. Like, what the fuck is happening to these children? And then they were in his butthole. Living. So, what, what would this be like if someone like David Fincher directed Butt Boy? Would it be like three hours of just like children gone missing and that. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. But boy, a very unique movie experience. Yes. Unless you shove lots of things up your butthole. I mean, well, no, because I thought it was unique, and I've had lots of things up my butthole. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I wasn't obviously hiding any info there. So, but boy, and obviously, watch all the cursed films. Obviously, you should get Shutter. Still use the code shut in. I uh, think you should get Quibi too. I mean, it's cheap. Didn't you say it was pretty cheap? Uh, Quibi is going to be four ninety nine a month after your ninety day trial, and you have until April thirtieth to get that free ninety day trial. So you can see if you know it's something that you would want to keep or not. So basically, uh, on April thirtieth, you could get it. You would have it for free for like the whole summer, if we're quarantined for the whole summer. So you have something to watch, and like next week will be because we started the stranger and they didn't have all the episodes because they put an episode on there per day from all these movie series so like next week we'll talk so like tomorrow there will be a new episode yeah there'll be episode eight but oh that fucks me up five minutes and then you're left hanging yeah for day and then um so like i i've liked the stranger so far and i did like survive i I thought survive was a little more drama aspect but uh, there's the most dangerous game that we can watch with Liam Hemsworth, the yes. non-famous Hemsworth. He's insanely famous. Oh, because of Hunger Games. He was just in a movie. We saw it a movie. That fest. was Killer Man. Yeah. It didn't get that good review. And he's dating <laughs> Miley Cyrus for all the time. He has been. No, I thought they broke up. Whatever. You know what I mean? They've been dating. They did at date. times. Whatever. I don't know. They were like getting married. I don't know. Oh. He's a know. celeb. He's not the non-famous Liam Hemsworth. I mean, he's, he's the not- less famous. No, there's, isn't there another one? Yeah, there's Chris Hemsworth, and he's Thor. No, isn't there another one? I don't know. I think there's more than just two, possibly. Is there, like, a younger one? Mm. Younger than those two? Maybe. Yeah. But next week, we will be talking about Wumber. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth. Oh. That's the non-famous one. Next week will be 1BR, and Why Don't You Just Die, the Russian... Oh, God. 
the Russian comedy horror. And then we'll talk about The Stranger on Quibi. And I'm very sad that we aren't going to be talking about any more cursed films. Yeah, that was a great series. But, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't overdone. It's something... I mean, I don't know. Realistically, you could have made each episode like an hour and a half, and it probably still would have been as interesting. Yeah. Maybe. And then hopefully by the time next episode rolls around that we do, we will get the Shutter release for May schedule. And then we'll be able to tell you all the good ones coming. Yes, I'm hoping that there's some stuff that we've seen and I've seen at various film festivals that will be out there and we don't know yet. But make sure you get Shutter and you can follow along with us what we're watching. I mean, we've been sitting out there throwing out great recommendations left and right for everybody. It's true. Some people are appreciating it and some of y'all aren't listening. Boom. Bam. And then Hulu's got some stuff that I like. The Lodge is coming. I'm sweating. And then, obviously, uh, we'll, we'll try to do what we do in the shadows here soon. Like You keep saying that. Yeah, I know. And I thought you watched some of it. I did watch some of it, but I didn't get to finish it. So I'm wondering if we have to finish like the first season, and unless the second season has like nothing to do with the first season. Oh, I'm sure it does. Usually shows like that are left on cliffhangers. Oh, I hope so, because I really like the movie, and I've liked what I've the seen so far. The movie is so good. I've liked what I've seen so far in season one, so obviously uh, you can watch what we do in the shadows on FX on Wednesday nights at 10, and then the next day it's on Hulu. Yes. And then Netflix will have whatever, and I don't know, there's some Chris Hemsworth movie coming out like next Friday or something. Kind of like how that we watched that Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah, no, you made me watch it, and I didn't want to, and then you were like, let's leave. Well, then I had to finish it, because that's how I am, and it was so bad. You watch anything else during the week? No, you know uh, I don't. I did finish Les Miserables. What? Les Miserables. Lame is Rob? Les Miserables. Rob is lame? No. That French movie that I said I started. Los Miserables? Yeah. Not the Hugh Jackman one. <laughs> I finished it. It was alright. I mean, it wasn't anything... It's on Amazon Prime. It's worth watching, I guess. And I watched Crip Camp. What's that? The documentary about uh, hippies taking all these... Uh, I don't like hippies. Well, they were doing a nice thing and helping all these uh, people with disabilities. Did you say crippled? You said cripples. Well, the the documentary is called Crip Camp. <gasps> like the blood. It play, yeah, it, it, it played at Sundance. And then they talk about how uh, people with disabilities need more rights. Yeah. Well, not more true. rights, but like equal rights. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go home and watch that Sella and the Spades or something. It's kind of like a teenage coming-of-age movie. What are you going to watch? Nothing. Your eyelids close? Yes. <laughs> As always, Instagram, Final Cut Film Reviews, Twitter, Final Cut Right. Uh, podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's not like you're doing anything else during this quarantine, so listen to us. You could send us messages of movies you want us to talk about in uh, future episodes, even if you want. Yeah, because we're going to be running out of material here as long as they... No, we're not. Well, I, I don't mean, know why you think that. Well, like for new releases. I, I don't even think that's true. You don't think so? No, we have stuff. We've listed stuff for May, even all the way into June. Well, for May, all we have is The Wretched, and then we already watched Porno. I'm scared. And then we don't have anything until The Vast of Night, which is at the end of May. So we could do the Bong Hoon Joe show. 
The Blumhouse movies. The Blumhouse debate. The A24 horror debate. There's no debate. What do you mean? What What would we be debating? Which one's the best? Oh, well, that's and not rank a it. There's like twenty of them. Okay. A twenty. Well, obviously, number one's gonna be Hereditary, so it'll just be two through twenty. <laughs> you ready? You ready to go sleepy? Yeah. All right. I gotta get home and eat this pizza. This wonderful vegan pizza from Tomato Bar as a little treat. As a little treat. As a little treat. So that's our episode for Butt Boy. We hope that you explore your anal cavities. Safely. Well. Safely. <laughs> and don't eat too much hot sauce and don't shove random things up your butt. Living things. Yes. Bars of soap, probably not. That a would prefer- burn. That would probably not be a preferable. T- TV remote? That might that be alright. That was fine. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so next week for... Why don't you just die? And one burr. It's one br. If you're confused, yes, I get confused. We saw that at Fantasia. It was pretty sick. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. Jolly good show. <laughs> <laughs>